Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Genetics at Work podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by one of my good buddies and actual roommates, um, someone who's been on this journey with me as well and who's helped get Genetics at Work to where it is now. Um, so, Tyler, go ahead and uh, tell them about a little bit about your story and what got you to this point. Cool. So, like Trey said, my name is Tyler. Um, excited to be on here and talking a little bit about myself and, and kind of where I came probably, I'd say, in the last three years. Um, so, I mean, it's been a long road, just like Vic. Um, we were both, you know, finding ourselves, although playing baseball, pretty out of shape. Um, at least not like the aesthetics we were looking for um, and conditioning-wise. So, um, really, it all started for me um, back sophomore year playing baseball. That's uh, where I met Vic freshman year. Um, we played through and injured the elbow, tore my UCL, uh, ended my sophomore fall. So, uh, that was permanently, it was known, uh, having that taking me out of the spring, uh, for the competitive season. So I knew rehab, rehab was going to be the big thing. Um, uh, but honestly it was, it was a really good thing to happen. And I think through that, I don't know what I wanted to touch on. Well, I mean, it definitely helped kind of put you in perspective because I mean, all of us coming in to play college baseball, we have this high goal of, you know, we're going to be in the, the big leagues, you know, we're going to make it, we're going to oh, have absolutely. fun with it. So kind of just puts you in a little bit more perspective that, okay, you know, that dream's kind of maybe not going to be as attainable. What else can I do? What else is going to occupy my time? So I think, yeah. you know, for you, fitness was something that definitely filled that void. Absolutely. It was definitely something because what I feel like a lot of people might go through is dwelling on that injury and uh, letting it become more of a setback than it really has to be. It's something that happened. It's inevitable that you're going to have to go through that process. So continuing, we, we always worked out in the mornings for baseball. So I was already in that routine of lifting and practice. And now uh, with the injury, can't participate in that. So a lot of that extra time that I needed to fill, uh, I found fitness as the way to fill that once I was cleared uh, to participate in the weight room. So I really went uh, went in on that and really started taking care of my body because the rehab was every day. So I would also run a workout every day, whether it be throwing or, or doing band, shoulder strengthening. Uh, I would always hit the weight room after. So a lot of that extra time went into being in the weight room, working on myself. And at that time, the goal, purpose, and intent was to get back onto the field stronger. So obviously now with baseball not being a part of my life, uh, fitness is still taking over and, and going on with that because I feel like it's a great way to fill that competition void, being a super competitive person my entire life playing sports. So it's another thing that I can fill that competition void because that's something that really itches at me um, if I don't have that aspect in my life. That's a beautiful thing about fitness in general, too. And something that I've really related to is, you know, growing up playing team sports, especially it was always, you know, you contributed to the team, but the team's ultimate, you know, win or loss was on the team as a whole. And with fitness, you know, it's showing up every day and trying to beat the version of yourself from yesterday. So that just holds you to a whole nother standard. And I, I feel like it's a lot more accomplishing in a sense. In, in some ways because you know that whatever wins or losses you have in that it's all because of you so just another way to you know kind of challenge yourself every day and uh, I think obviously you and I feeding off of each other 
I mean, we're similar builds, similar characteristics. Absolutely. Um, so that's just the beauty of an accountability partner as well. And something that we've both fed off of and it's gotten us to this point. So yeah, yeah. I mean, good match. Like you said, basically the same people. We follow the same morals, same values, hold ourselves to a high standard. So, you know, getting that stuff done every day and, and building every day because the skip days are the ones you don't get any better. Yeah. So. So talk to me. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, I've done 75 hard and now you're currently on it. Yep. Um, just kind of break it down. This isn't a show just for 75 hard, by the way, but obviously the people around me who have gone through it have made significant changes. So it's obviously relevant to the fitness and to the podcast that yeah. we're doing. So just talk to me a little bit about the physical and the mental aspect of it and what's changed for you. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is very relative right now uh, just because of the fact that that's currently what what I'm going at and what I'm trying to achieve is, is completing that. So right now I'm on uh, day 26. So like Vic already explained, just in short, it's the two workouts a day. One has to be outside, each are 45 minutes in length. It's a gallon water a day to drink. It's 10 pages of a self-improvement nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. You're to follow a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol. Yep. Touch it all. Progress pick and a progress pick. So obviously, as he's explained, you miss any of those, you go back to day one. So I can honestly say that this past month—I'll call it a month—it's 26 days, like I said. Um, but in the in the last month has probably been the most enlightening time in my life that I can say to this date. Just with the information, I was never a person who liked to read books, so I was one of those guys where I fit into this program already because I never like to read. Yeah. And and that's something that is a big self-improver alone just in the knowledge and having that brain work. And especially now I'm at a point where I'm out of school yep. still. So still studying and, and getting material and content, whether that be a more mental uh, like leadership books uh, that I've read the extreme ownership and currently reading uh, own the day uh, by Aubrey Marcus. So great material there for, for mentality wise and workout wise. Honestly, I don't really find that as being the hardest part of it and the recovery, not the hardest part of it. Um, but the most difficult part is having the time management to get both of those workouts in. No doubt. You know, it, it definitely, um, kind of eliminates the excuse of, I can't get it done, you know, or I'm too busy today. And that was always my problem. Yeah. I mean, you have those workouts and you have to get them in. So I feel like that's a huge mental shift that I had as well is that was an excuse that I always pulled out of my back pocket of, damn, it's going to be a long day or, you know, I have so much going on. Yeah. It's hot. It's raining outside. It's whatever it is. It's It's raining right now. You know, conditions are never going to be perfect for you to establish a routine or success or whatever it be and anything you're going to approach in life. So if you just go at it every day, no matter what outside forces are coming in, you're going to win. Yeah. And, and knowing that, that's a, that's a good thing you brought up about um, how it links with excuses. And going off of that, that last kind of principle you brought up there, um, not always having the ideal situation, which is completely correct. Because all of you that do make those excuses and... I say all of you, but that can include myself. Oh, it used I, to be us. I, it used you to know, be us all the, the time, and it still is here and there. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I feel like we've both gotten a lot better as of I, but it's the non-ideal situations that are going to cause that effect in creating excuses. Think about every excuse you've made is why that's not ideal. It's too hot. Well, if the weather was better, that'd be more ideal. Well, it's never going to be ideal. Like you said. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just being kind of present in the moment as far as knowing that I have 24 hours today to get better and how I spend those 24 hours is a direct reflection of what my success is going to be down the road. So for me, I look at every day as, okay, today is an opportunity to get better. All I have is today. Tomorrow's is, it's never promised and yesterday's gone. So what can I do today to help improve myself for tomorrow? You know, for me, I love being on the program because I know I'm hitting all aspects of my life every day, every day. And, you know, once you get on that program and once you get in that mindset of I have to maximize today and I have to do better, you automatically find yourself raising the bar and pushing it a little further day day in and day out. You know, like maybe you start the week and say, I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to run three miles and three days into it. You're like, damn, this sucks. Three miles is brutal. But if you keep showing up, if you keep coming every day, and that's something that I've touched on before is becoming comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And that's something that I've learned from the man, David Goggins himself. Shout out David Goggins. Appreciate you, man. But, um, you know, if you constantly put yourself in something that you don't want to be in, you become comfortable in it. And now that three miles, two weeks later, it's nothing. You've done it for the past, let's just say 13 days in a row. So on the 14th day, you're like, screw it. I'm going to run five miles today. Let's see how far I can really take it. Let's see what I'm made of. Yeah. And that's something that you don't get if you don't show up every day. Right. You know, or if you don't, it doesn't have to be running. You can apply it to anything. Let's just say you're trying to get more flexible. You want to do a little bit of yoga. Yeah. The first two weeks are going to suck. I yeah. can promise you that, you know, going through it, the experience myself, I've you know been an athlete my whole life, but I never paid attention to the mobility side of things. And it sucked. But now yeah. I feel better, you know, I can move better and there's multiple just benefits to going through it, but you have to go Including through the shitty mental, part, right? You Including, have to go through the, the trudges, you know, this, the hard aspects of it to be able to reap the reward. And that's the problem yeah. is people want to skip through that. And so. the most rewarding seems to be the stuff that hurts the most, oh, it's yeah. the most difficult to do. So that's why, like you were talking about running, that's why I wanted to start incorporating that into one of my outdoor workouts a few times a week because I hate to run. Yeah. Nobody likes to run. Nobody. But just on that principle you said, pushing yourself further and further, every night that I go on a run, do an extra mile, do an extra mile, and you're continuously seeing how far you can go. And and you can tell that you're pushing yourself. Oh, yeah. You feel it. Yeah. We push ourselves out there. So doing those things that are extremely uncomfortable are going to be the even more rewarding things. So working on your weaknesses, like you said, the flexibility for two people who haven't really put that as a priority in our lives doing it sucks. Yeah. It sucks bad. It It hurts. And (laughs) honestly, it's even though it's say it's just yoga, I'll use that as one of my indoor 45 minute workouts. It's just yoga. And I'll tell people I'm doing a yoga for a workout. Oh, well that's not a workout. Well, come do it with me. Come do it with Let's me. Let's see how you feel. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm shaking. I'm cramping up. Sweating. I'm hurting. Yeah. I'm sweating at the end. And, but that's the biggest thing is I'm, I'm hurting. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like that's just even that uncomfortable part 
it's it's good to have something that you enjoy. You know, for me, I enjoy lifting weights. So that's something that I've fallen in love with, something I can do every day. But to also incorporate... You enjoy looking good. Yeah. I mean, just to incorporate the other aspects of my fitness routine and not go 100% in on the, on the weightlifting yet, maybe down the road. But, you know, forcing myself to be uncomfortable through the running, through the stretching, through, you know, riding a bike, through yeah. just doing things that I might not have a true passion for. I feel like it makes me a little bit better person in the fact that anything in life that presents itself like even starting this podcast uncomfortable doing it you know oh it's weird it's it's i know there's going to be a learning curve and i'm very thankful that i have pushed myself to this point and you know you guys are going to experience it with us the learning curve i know these first couple aren't going to be the greatest but i'm going to show up and i'm going to try my best and i'll learn as i go so it's just opening up your mind to allowing yourself to fail and allowing yourself to not be the best at something and not allowing your ego to get in the way because if you're just starting to work out, I completely understand if you're uncomfortable with it. If you don't feel comfortable in the gym around you know, guys who have been lifting for 15 years. But your biggest victory should be in the fact that you can tell yourself, hey, I went and I got better today. You know, it's, it's that I went and I tried. I went and I put myself somewhere where I didn't want to be and now I'm better for it. Yeah, and that's where that brings up a lot of people. The biggest thing that you hear these days is stress and anxiety. Yeah. Those are the number one complaints of, you know, mental disorders of people having. And the root cause of that is because you haven't done anything. Yeah. You have nothing to be happy about. You have to create happiness. It doesn't just, it's not something you can click on and be like, oh, I want to be happy today, so I'm going to be happy. Yeah. It's, it's something that you create through doing the work. Um, so I think that's, that was a big thing that clicked for us. And that's why now it's just momentum and a snowballing effect of we want to get some more things done and stuff that we didn't want to get done. We're now diving into getting done, increasing, like I said, starting 75 hard, you know, it adds a lot more things to the plate now along with work and controlling all of that. But it's so rewarding in the end. And I haven't had one day in the past, well, 26 on 75, but let alone well before that, because I've still been working hard where I haven't been happy. Yeah. I haven't had a bad day. I'd say that's the biggest mental change that I think you can obviously touch on too in a minute. But for me, it's, I talked about this in an Instagram story the other day. I went on a run and about two miles into it, my leg was starting to hurt really bad. My ankle was starting to hurt. And I, my good, good. Hey, good. More adversity to push through. But, you know, I was in a, in a spot where I was like, Hey, you know, you can stop, you can walk here. You can go back to comfort. Oh, I think about it a hundred times. You can be fine. But I knew in my head that if I walked at that certain point and I got back home and I knew I didn't push myself, it would haunt me the rest of the day. So I would rather sacrifice the happiness in the moment of getting that little break. I'd rather push through it. Find, dig a little bit deeper, find a little bit more about myself, hit that three miles, know I completed the, the goal that I had, and then I'm happy the rest of the day. I'm like, damn. Yeah, the feeling after is even better than the instant comfort you would have had from starting to yeah. walk. Just getting that done created five times that happiness, and for the length, you're like, wow, okay. Yeah. Just, I just crushed that. Just sacrifice in the moment. And you know, you can apply that to so many things. You can apply that to your diet. 
yeah, those chocolate chip cookies are going to taste absolutely amazing. Delicious. Rachel Ray. But when you eat 15 of them and you look back the next day and you're like, wow, that's like, I can't even do the math. Let's just say 1500 calories. And you realize what you have to burn to burn that off. You're like, those cookies don't look as good anymore, man. No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I mean that the nutritional lifestyle, um, I, I mean, I always talk about it with Vic. I'm, I'm really down to try, you know, various, I've, I've done the intermittent fasting. So taking it back to when I talked about the surgery, that is the first time I, I tried intermittent fasting out. I had that summer, I built a routine of, you know, I would go wake up nine, nine thirty, nothing crazy. I don't wake up early. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> I know. But I would get up, I would hydrate, have my water, I'd make a cup of coffee, and then I'd go straight to the training room for my rehab. I'd go through, uh, go through the rehab if I had throwing, and then I would go straight to the weight room after, and I would wrap that up around 1 o'clock. I'd begin back to my dorm. That's when I would eat my first meal, and I would have, I think my thing was like egg tacos, salsa, cheese. Uh, low carb tortillas, so I wanted to keep it as low carb as possible. But, um, but following the intermittent fasting diet, I found great benefits, and we'll try to we'll we'll have that be an episode later. Oh no doubt. We'll so talk about we'll, we'll touch on the different diets that and... right that we found interesting. We'll bring bring more research, scientific evidence, the pros and cons, benefits of of using it versus not, and and just another one to touch on that is you know, everyone's talking about right now. And a lot of people are trying is the keto. Um, I did that fairly recently. That was about a month and a half, maybe two months. Yeah. About two months. It was right when I started working. Yeah. It was like right when I got back from the keys too. Yep. Yep. And, and so I did that for 25 days. Um, I did have a ketone meter, so I know that I was producing ketones for, I believe it was probably a total of like 18 days because it took me five, five to seven, seven days to build up those ketones and have all the carbohydrates out of my system. But following that again, um, I found I lost a lot of weight. So that's actually why I only did it for 25 days is yeah, because you, sh- you shredded down. I shredded down really, really fast, but I feel like I also wasn't building or maintaining muscle the way I wanted to. Yeah. So I backed off on that, started to add more carbs and, you know, could have been following too much of a deficit. It's, it's all very, there's a lot of things that go into nutrition. Um, but you know, I had a pretty good benefit from it. Just energy. Like I said, the weight loss, if you were trying to cut pretty quick, obviously talking to your physician or uh, a dietitian, a professional, uh, before starting something like that would, would be appropriate. But those are just two of the things that, you know, we'll touch on later and we can have an episode about that and bring oh, yeah, some research into definitely it. Definitely following up with an episode about that or a couple. Um, so just to wrap it up, I just want to say thank you to everybody who uh, reached out to me on Instagram, Facebook, texted me, whatever it was. I really do appreciate the support because I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but there was a lot that went on behind the scenes to get this rolling. Um, just the ideology behind it, actually figuring out how to do this damn thing. Um, <laughs> Challenge. I mean, yeah, you, you saw me frustrated at the kitchen table many times, but thank you so much. And I want to grow this movement. I want this to be a movement and not just a podcast. I want this to be a resource where people can come for motivation, for inspiration, for a little bit of education on some of the topics that are out there these days that maybe you're confused about. So if you can reach out to us and, you know, ask any questions you want, Facebook, 
Instagram. Um, it's at genetics at work, basically just how it sounds. And also you can reach out directly to me. It's at Trey.Vickery on Instagram, Facebook, same thing. However you need to get a hold of me, um, I'll be available. We can try to answer any questions you have and just bring us somebody who you think would find this interesting. You know, some just pay it forward. Help us out a little bit. We don't make any money off of this. We, uh, we're just trying to do this to make the world a better place. So yeah, help people out. If you want to help us with the movement, with the mission, I would greatly appreciate it. And um, I think that's about it, man. So yeah, I appreciate you having um, good. having time to come on, and yeah, we'll have some more of them. And definitely keep them going. Definitely, definitely. So uh, you can also reach out to me. Yeah, um, I'm active on Instagram at Huncho Mallow. So go ahead and give me a shout on there. DM me. Uh, that that'll be the platform I'm most active on. So. Well, we look forward to speaking with you later and thanks for joining us today. Yep.